Hello and welcome to Affable Chat Off Script, the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't about movies. And people, today I'm feeling a little bit like low energy Jeb Bush. And uh, you might be thinking, wow, that is an outdated political reference. And maybe to you, but it really is how I feel because all of last week I was away for business. In fact, I was all the way on the other side of the country in San Diego, where uh, a beautiful city, beautiful weather, got to uh, see some sights in the city. I especially enjoyed Little Italy, but I was only there for a few days, and um, upon returning, I actually took a red eye from San Diego back to the East Coast, and that was quite an experience. It wasn't I expected it to be bad, and it was bad, but it wasn't horrible. I, I was able to catch some sleep, and I returned back to my, uh, you know, where I live in Colombia. But I was only in Col- Colombia for about three or four hours before I dumped out my suitcase, threw a bunch of other clothes in it, and headed north to Raleigh, North Carolina, to see my first ever NHL game. The Uh, Colorado Avalanche at the Carolina Hurricanes, and it was fantastic. I mean, I'm a big sports fan, so this just felt like, you know, adding another notch on the belt of, like, going to live sports, and uh, hockey is pretty awesome. Being from the South, uh, not really my sport necessarily, not a sport I was raised on, Uh, so it did feel kind of bizarre, you know, like I was some sort of, you know, foreigner in the world of hockey, and the whole game, I just was asking questions because I, uh, you know, don't understand the rules or what all the lines mean or why, you know, the guys keep on shuffling in and off of the off the ice so quickly. But um, anyways, I had a great weekend in Raleigh. It's kind of far away and I had to drive back. So long story short, we didn't have time to do a normal episode this weekend. So I'm going for the, uh, well, something unconventional, something we haven't done before on Affable Chat, which is I'm going to go through my Twitter bookmarks. And if you aren't a Twitter user, first off, congratulations. Save yourself the uh, <laughs> the the stress and the mental plague that Twitter is. I simultaneously love and hate Twitter. Um, it's a platform that is extremely reductive. So I feel like any sort of discussion on serious topics can so easily be taken out of context and, you know, looked at far into the future as totally heinous, even though they kind of made sense in the moment. Uh, I mean, you've heard of people getting canceled before and nobody's reading my tweets, so it doesn't really matter. But the way that I perceived Twitter makes me not want to participate, um, but I do enjoy browsing. And um, sometimes I'll see like a really good tweet, whether it has like a video or it's something thought provoking where I'm like, oh, I definitely have to read through the replies of that tweet. Uh, But I'm busy, you know, I'm out, you know, doing something else. I don't have as much time as I need to thoroughly evaluate this tweet or especially if it's video you know if I just don't have headphones I don't want to blast some random Twitter video in public I will add it to my bookmarks and look at it later and the bookmarks just continue to stack up Uh, so today we're going to 
take a look at my bookmarks and I actually have a pretty cool setup going here with my, well, I think it's cool, <laughs> uh, from my laptop to my audio interface, which is going to let me play the audio directly, uh, you know, into your ears. So you should be able to hear any videos we might encounter in relatively good quality. So, um, yeah, here we go. We're going to go ahead and dive into my bookmarks and this first one. Okay. I'm a huge Tim Heidecker fan. Um, I listen, I, or I listen to his music, but mainly he does like comedy, uh, and I've been watching his stuff for a while. And, uh, if you know, Tim, you probably know his political leanings, you know, um, of course getting on Twitter, immediately getting political, uh, something I try not to do, but inherently the platform is very political. We're probably going to come across some politics here in my bookmarks, but, um, Tim is pretty left-leaning, you know, uh, he's pretty open about that, but he likes to frame himself as, like, the opposition, uh, because he is a rich guy, um, I think this, well, okay, so what I'm about to play for you is a video that this guy, Mikey Kampman, I, I've never heard of him, but, um, I think he's one of Tim's tour staff, and Tim, this video is uh, on Tim's tour bus, and Mikey, the Twitter account that has this video on it, he's like recording kind of from like a, you know, it looks like he's trying to be secretive about it, and he's recording behind Tim Heidecker, um, and the caption for the tweet is, no longer feel safe around deranged con man Tim Heidecker. So here we go. Now, I'll say this now, Matt, all you assholes, anybody crosses me and supports anybody but Mike, then you guys are fucked. And let me just be clear, he's like, he's sitting at a table in his tour bus and like there's three uh, you know, of his staff just also on the bus in front of him. And they kind of are like begrudgingly <laughs> listening to him. And he's like aggressively pointing at them. Um, but his back is to the camera, so he can't tell he's being recorded. I'm going to make sure you suffer because this isn't a fucking joke. These are my taxes. This is my money. You hear me? I don't want any of you fucking communists going out there and doing all sorts of bullshit for this Bernie or whoever. Alright? Now I'm doing what I need to do for my brand to make my audience think that I give a shit about poor people. But if Bloomberg doesn't get the fucking nomination, then I'm so what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey! Open this fucking door! You open this fucking door! Oh my God. Um, Tim is, I love how deadpan he can be and how much he gets out of making himself look like an absolute ass. Um, because obviously he doesn't actually support Bloomberg um, or Trump. If you, you know, if you encounter Tim in any other situation, he's, when he's being more authentic, he obviously doesn't support, but I, I love the way that he goes about, he doesn't even, he's like, Bernie, whoever, you know, doesn't even really know what he's talking about. Um, anyways, there's there's my first one. See, we're off to a great start here. Um, let's see. Let's keep it going here. 
Oh, okay, so I thought this was interesting. Um, Waka Flocka, and maybe this is taken out of context, but the rapper Waka Flocka, um, you might recognize him from songs that sound like this. <laughs> I just happened across another tweet that had his music on it, but he... Um, Successful rapper, right? Um, but apparently in this uh, tweet, he calls himself whack. So um, I'll let you listen to a little bit and we'll discuss. I'm going to be upfront, honest with you. By like 2012, 2013, I had $30 million. At that point in life, I'm being real with my dead brother. Why was I rapping? <laughs> what am I rapping about? I'm rich. I want to be rich. So from that time to right now, I want to figure out how can I become a billionaire. And a multi-millionaire off of business. Because I did it with rap. I was a whack rapper. Like, I knew I was whack. But I was real. See what I'm saying? My realness overcame my whackness. Wait, you, you actually think in hindsight? You think in hindsight you were whack? But my favorite rapper is DMX, Nas, mm. KRS Ones. You worked on your craft, though, like, Goody by the time by, I by can't time? rap like them folks. By the time they put, put me and Kendrick like, Lamar in the booth, man. Like put me and K-Dot in the booth. <laughs> hey, man, he go out. I, I like rap. But is right. that the only thing that makes a, a rapper whack? Like, if you no, for me, this is just me talking for me. This is me. I'm a Gemini. So my only friends will be me. I, I just think it's interesting because he was so successful and part of rap is being so, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of rappers, their image is, you know, putting themselves on the highest shelf. They're the coolest. They're the most badass. And for Waka Flocka to be like, nah, I just, <laughs> I kind of sucked. I just got popular, um, is pretty self-aware. That being said, I think there is, you know, you don't have to be the most lyrically talented or like most galaxy brain uh, you know, rapper to be good. Um, I mean, if he doesn't consider himself as good as like the greats of rap, then I can see where he's coming from. But I, uh, I also feel like you can just make something that people can identify with, and then that gives it value, right? Um, I'm sure there's plenty of Waka Flocka fans that would disagree with him uh, and be like, "No, dude, you should keep rapping, or you should have. Uh, you you weren't being whack. You were actually speaking my exact language." Um, but it is interesting, you know, an interesting perspective to be here because there are so many rappers. Ah, just it's impossible to say this sentence without sounding like out of touch. But there's so many rappers where you're like, how is this popular? How did getting a million face tattoos and dyeing your hair neon make you a good artist like that? How did, and obviously there's more to it than that. But at the same time, it's so in your face. And it seems like the reason they stick out is for being just loud and in your face and i'm just sounding more and more like uh jeb bush with every word that comes out of my mouth um so let's just roll on let's keep going to more bookmarks and yes this next one okay i've never heard of this guy but i took a look his name is brent terhune and he is a uh comedian uh, like a twitter comedian i'm gonna pull up his twitter account yeah he says He's a comedian and he's a, he does a podcast and it looks like he's got tour dates. So three uh, 32,000 followers here. And he looks like a Trump supporter for sure. Like he's got, well, okay, again, generalizing. See, this is why I can't do Twitter, man. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I, tell you, I have to qualify every little thing that I say and there's just not room for that on Twitter. You only got 280 characters. So, uh, but anyways, 
Brent Turhune will just, for the sake of simplicity, say he looks like somebody you might suspect would support Trump, especially because in this post here, he's wearing a MAGA hat. Um, and he's actually responding to uh, Bernie Sanders, or rather Garth Brooks, wearing a um, Barry Sanders jersey when he was performing in Detroit. And if you're not familiar, Barry Sanders is an NFL legend, National Football League legend, uh, with a, uh, he played for the Detroit Lions. And uh, obviously, because his last name is Sanders, it says Sanders on his jersey. And he was also number 20. So to the uninitiated, it might have seemed like Garth Brooks, who was wearing a Barry Sanders jersey, was supporting Bernie Sanders. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to just to make that assumption with Sanders as the name, but it's an, I, I I kind of get it with the 20 on there because it's Sanders 20, you know, obviously the year. But also, Barry Sanders is one of the most relevant football players ever. So let's just hear the response from our man uh, Brent here. This video's for Garth Brooks. You know, I seen on Fox News that this past Saturday, Garth, you were in Detroit, Michigan where the Lions play, and you had the balls to wear a Sanders jersey <laughs> for that socialist Bernie Sanders. What happened to you, Garth? I used to like your music. Let me also just say, he's recording this in his car. Like, it looks like he's sitting in the front seat of his car. Well, he's sitting in the front seat of his car and recording this on, like, a selfie camera. Much, like, and the angle is very much the, like, default, like, dad on Twitter uh, AVI where it's just like you know commenting from the front of his car uh, anyways just so you can see that's basically all that's going on in the video portion of this and you know what this is America you vote for whoever you damn well please Bernie Sanders Colonel Sanders Belt Sanders I don't care but as long as you're not voting for my president Donald J Trump then I'm done with you <laughs> you know you might as well change your name from Garth to Darth, because you done went to the dark side, brother. <laughs> and and what's with all these celebrities talking about politics anyway? You know, making me question my morals and beliefs. As long as your political beliefs don't match up with mine, then you need to keep your mouth shut and sing your little songs like we pay you to. <laughs> you know, you don't see Kid Rock talking about politics when he's hanging out in the Oval Office, do you? No. You don't see Kid Rock talking about who, who I should vote for when he's on the golf course with Donald Trump, do you? No. And he's coming to my town this summer, Kid Rock. And I'm going to be sitting front and row center with the $13 uh, beer in each hand, singing along to every song. And that could have been you, Garth. But not anymore. You know, because you're not coming to my small town. And the tickets in the next closest city were too expensive. And you had the balls to wear a Bernie <laughs> Sanders jersey. I used to like your music, but I'm done. See, this is what I think of you, Garth. All your tapes, I'm done. All your little tapes, out the window. And he's he's you know, throwing um, CDs out of his window, and I'm not sure what the second one is. Oh, <laughs> the first one, he's saying he's throwing his CDs out the window, and it's very clearly Kids Bop Party Hits and the Titanic motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> All your little tapes, out the window. You know, you better hope and pray you got some more friends in low places because you're going to need them to go to your little shows. <laughs> and it got me thinking, we might as well form our own country music group, Garth. 
You be Brooks, and I'll be done. Now get off my property. Oh man, that is such uh, so amazingly done, and you know you know it's well done because if you investigate just a little bit further, you'll see people who are um, like actually they think he's being serious. Like they're saying like Garth is crying all the way to the bank, sweet cheeks. Like oh, totally got him. Yeah, like <laughs> it's uh ah, oh, it's so well done. Like. He's got, I'm reading the replies right now. Let me see. It's so perfect. He's holding a kid's bop CD too. And like to think somebody would actually, like a Bernie Sanders jersey. Come on, Bernie Sanders doesn't play football. Um, I don't know. This guy, Brent Turhune, I think I'm going to start following him and, and see what else he's got. Um, I like the whole, he's not the first like, um, like Trump supporter, liberal comedian I've seen, you know, where it's like basically a country guy who's liberal. Um, but I do enjoy the, the, the comedy. It's a little bit along the line of like the Stephen Colbert, uh, yeah, Colbert rapport thing where it's like, you're so adamantly for the opposition that you, you make them look silly. And, uh, I don't know. I think he does it well. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I see a tweet um, promoting Animal Crossing. Are you guys getting Animal Crossing? I already pre-ordered it on Amazon, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to playing that because I used to play Animal Crossing all the time when it was on the Game Boy. And the, I mean, it wasn't the best part, obviously. I think the best part of it being on the Game Boy was it was so mobile and you could just play it anywhere. Like I had my DS with me. I had that MF Thang on me nonstop as a kid, and that made it really accessible to just keep up with my town. Cause every day there's like little maintenance things you can be doing, you earning your bells, paying off your house. And I'm looking forward to doing that again. I'm looking forward to it again. It's one extra thing, you know, who, who knows if I'll find the time to actually really do it. But I think the fact that I'll be able to, you know, interact with other people with Animal Crossing will be a real incentive to to get in on it. I've just, I mean, I've seen a whole lot of hype surrounding this game. Uh, like people on Twitter every day are like, oh, I can't wait for Animal Crossing. Oh, you know, it's like just living long enough to survive and finally get Animal Crossing, uh, which I, I, I'm I'm honestly feeling that way too. You know, I, I've been busy lately. I've been low energy Jeb Bush, but I I know that on the horizon, Animal Crossing is there and I'll be able to, uh, you know, finally rest in my island town that I can apparently design or something. Um, so looking forward to that. Let's, oh yes. Okay, good. I'm scrolling down and I came across Joey Molinero. Uh, you may have heard of Joey uh, because of his, like he does like sports interview parodies where oh my gosh he came out with a new one oh sick dude okay we're definitely we're talking about this um let me start by finding his first one can you can you just do media i never use twitter on desktop so i'm kind of just navigating this but cuz you know what kind of psychopath uses it on the desktop use it on your on your phone you know if you're on your desktop, go on a better website. Go on YouTube. Um, hold up. We'll, we'll get there in just a moment. Here, Okay, post-meeting parents. So basically, you'll you'll get kind of the gist once I 
Okay. So this this one's labeled uh, post-date press conference, and our man Joey is standing behind a podium uh, answering questions about the date he just went on. Uh, felt pretty good about tonight. I uh, thought it went pretty well. I felt like our communication was really, really solid for a third date. Um, still some things that are a little bit concerning, but we got time to hash that out, so I'll open it up to questions. You picked up the check after your third date. Do you feel confident in that decision? I do. Uh, you know, I come from a background of, you know, if you want to be your guy, you got to buy. You want to be your guy, you got to buy. It's kind of the mantra that, that I live by, that I was taught with, that, that we go by. So I felt it was appropriate for this third date to, to pick up the tab, and, and I felt pretty good about it, yeah. So you went bowling. Uh, who won the bowling game? I thought uh, really the main thing that stood out is we didn't have to use bumpers. I thought that was significant when talking about athleticism, a future partner maybe. Uh, usually these types of dates, uh, the guy opens the door for the girl. Uh, you did it. Any reasoning behind that? Yeah, in that situation, I had to make one or two calls, split-second decisions in this type of scenario. Uh, it's cold outside, so I thought to myself either open up the door for her and have her sit in a cold car or just go straight into the car, start it and get the heat going so it could be warm. Notice you got flowers uh, a little early on, a little risky there, but what, how, how does that make you feel in your position? Yeah, I brought the flowers. I thought that was pretty standard for a third date. Uh, not gonna live in my fears. I understand the risk that when you bring a flower that can scare some people off. Uh, do we have any plans for next week? Meeting the family next week, so that's always a big task ahead, big test ahead that we're gonna have to do, get prepared for. So anytime that you go into their house, it's gonna be a tough challenge, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. All right. So um, this is definitely his brand. He, this guy does really good impressions. Uh, but this like particular uh, like story of like this guy going on these dates um, have started like a series. So this next one. So he, he ended that one saying that he has an away game. He's going to their house on the next one. So here's the post meeting the parents interview uh, that follows that one up. All right. Um, overall, it was okay. Uh, fourth date, going after the parents, you know, that's always a little bit of a tough, tough challenge. But, um, you know, you can't hang your head about it. You got to just... Oh, yeah. And to be clear, this time he's being interviewed. He's standing in like a closet or something. But he's being like everybody's holding their cell phones up to his face, much like they do in like a locker room, uh, which actually now when I say that makes perfect sense that he's standing in his closet because <laughs> that's the locker room equivalent for a date. Uh, it's still early, uh, still a long way to go. I don't think it's going to be our last date. I uh, hope it's not. we got a long way to go here in this uh, in this relationship, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, her dad asked you or hit you with the expectations question. Uh, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, she prepared me for that, uh, you know, so I, I should have known going in. I felt like I stumbled a little bit out of the gate, but I knew that question was going to come. Um, was I... The most pleased with my answer, no, but uh, I think that um, the, the response I gave is something that uh, he can sit on for a while and, and he'll be okay with. The jokes didn't seem to land as you wanted. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, that's always tough. You got to know what's going to come as jokes for them, what they like, what they don't like the first time going through. I mean, now, it's something I haven't been mentioning this yet, but with each question, there's like on screen like quote unquote statistics. So they just asked him about how his jokes went tonight with the parents and the stats are that he got a 22% laugh rate and got one knee slap. I mean, we're all, this is all new for all of us, uh, especially me. So I'm just trying to put my personality out there and um, you know, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. what do you think of mom's cooking? 
Yeah, that's a touchy topic, right? It's always a little tough just because, uh, you know, you want to like it automatically, but you still got to gotta put on a little bit of a face. And- he, the stat for this one is three. Wow, this is great during the meal. <laughs> and um, I thought the, the, the chicken was a little, little dry, um, but overall the wine helped out with it for sure. And uh, I'm excited to have another one. Uh, so as you mentioned, fourth date, uh, where, where do we go from here? Do you see a trip in the future, any kind of uh, long weekend, something like that? Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it is, uh, you know, they always say you, you can't make a second impression after you make your first impression, but uh, I'm not a believer in that. Uh, so first one wasn't that great, but that's, again, we're early on in this, and um, we've got a long way to go. Thanks. Okay, so there you go. Things weren't great, but there's still a chance there's definitely going to be more in the future and uh you know right here i didn't even know this was happening but we've got uh a new one uh this the caption for this one says breaking brian broken up with after fifth date so i guess this character's name is um brian oh that's right that's whenever they show the stats they show his name is brian um so we're gonna try this one out um just to set the stage so the first one because again these are sports interviews right they're supposed to be post-game interviews the first one he's standing at a podium very common place to get the uh interview after a game then the second one was in the locker room or his closet this time he's he says he was broken up with after his fifth date he's like sitting on a box in his uh his closet and he's got a towel over his head like yeah like just a plain towel so we'll uh we'll give this a listen brian pretty tough out there what'd you tell the guys in the group chat you know nothing too wild just told him what it was that she didn't want to keep it going so they were cool you know a couple a couple of jokes on my behalf um but that's just what you got to expect from that so they were good about it, you know. If I wanted to vent to them, they were there. But right now, I'm not really in the mood to talk to anybody. Can you tell us what went wrong? I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I thought things were going well. <laughs> His stats: third straight time being broken up with, zero for three lifetime after meeting parents. <laughs> I don't know if it was the the chicken comment. I don't know if. You know, maybe her her dad didn't like what we had to talk about. I didn't shake his hand good enough. I, I don't really know. It, it's not my call. Brian, she gave you the, it's not you, it's me. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, with an answer like that, what else can I do? I can't really come back with anything after that, you know? I mean, but the thing is, is like, you know that it probably is you, but they're just trying to be nice. You can't do anything with that kind of response. So, you know, if that's how she wants to be about it, that's how she wants to be about it. I don't really know. You're kind of a free agent now. Any plans for the future? I mean, I just got broken up with like 20 minutes ago. How am I supposed to <laughs> sit here and think about something like that? I don't know. What am I? Oh, now he's standing and leaving. Oh, man. It leaves in a rage. Okay, that one actually, that kind of redeemed itself at the end because honestly, I was getting a little bit uh, feeling sad for my man Brian. That's tough, you know. Um, you know, but we all take L's. And uh, I think Brian's journey here, at the very least, it was well documented. Uh, high production quality. Although <laughs> the, the, um, 
like the setting or like the the interviewer part of it continues to get worse and worse uh, as far as like the production quality goes because in the first one it was like him standing at a podium and it even did cuts to the individual reporters who were asking him questions they look like reporters and then in the second one it was two cell phones and one tv remote being held up in his face as like the microphones and you know actual reporters also use cell phones to uh record these things and this time it's one cell phone one tv remote and a toilet brush (laughs) oh man so uh i don't know i guess i'm promoting this guy right now joey molinaro um on twitter he's a funny guy funny guys funny series here and uh if you're into sports, like it's all very sports adjacent, uh, at least from what I've seen so far. So, um, yeah. Okay. Let's keep this thing rolling through my bookmarks. I'm trying to find ones that aren't just like basketball highlights. Oh man. Yeah. So this basketball highlight right here is the reason it reminds me of why I like didn't want to play basketball. Not, I mean, Uh, let me rephrase that like obviously basketball is cool and i would love to be good at it but the risk is that better players will make you look like an absolute moron like i don't think any other sport besides like probably straight up fighting uh makes your opposition look as foolish and impish and pathetic as basketball does because like hustling and trying to play good defense you can easily like slip up and fall on the ground and just everyone watching completely loses it they're like oh and then you just get totally embarrassed and um you know i'm not really i've been embarrassed in many different ways um in fact on the basketball court as well i think the most embarrassing (laughs) i mean i've only played a limited amount of basketball and i still couldn't avoid uh being absolutely clowned although mine was complete almost completely my own doing because i was uh shooting free throws one time and while i was out there these two guys on the line with me knew that that i couldn't play basketball so they started like totally chirping in my ear talking trash and i missed both free throws badly right in front of them and honestly that whole interaction still still um haunts me uh it's one of those memories where you just you think back to it and you just cringe like even though it happened so long ago um all right, let's keep this thing rolling. I, I'm I'm getting to the point now where I can't really remember adding all these to my bookmarks. So we're just kind of going for it here. Let's see. Oh, no, Super Bowl highlights. I'm still decently torn up about the 49ers. Oh, Stephen A. Smith, the king of, like, reaction images and, uh, uh, like, reaction videos on this platform. I don't know what this uh, this is, so let's just let's just listen to what Stephen A's got to say. I don't know what the hell is going on. I just don't know, but I do know this much: I'm scared as hell. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going. On. And that was in response to Tom Brady's. Oh yeah, Tom Brady's like uh, cryptic black and white photo. If you saw before the Super Bowl, Tom Brady posted this cryptic black and white photo of him like walking out of a tunnel and. Um, it was. It ended up being an advertisement in the end, which is pretty disappointing. So uh, it didn't actually mean anything. But he, uh, it, at least we got a funny little reaction video out of it as well. Oh, okay, yeah, this is a perfect time to do this. So um, one of the things that 
especially with Twitter. It, like I said earlier, it's so reductive on Twitter. I'm always weary of voicing support for public figures that I have been told or, or that I've seen other people have like irrationally bad reaction to. Like for it, like I'll give you an example. Like saying that you support Bernie Sanders, certain people will immediately cast you out as totally um, extreme. They'll assign certain beliefs to you automatically, and that's it. They might even be like, "Okay, you're out of the discourse because you said you support that." Um, another one is Joe Rogan, and this is one that I like. I mean, he's got one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And he's a guy that I have listened to um, somewhat frequently. And I I hate being just labeled as like, oh, it's just another Joe Rogan guy as soon as I bring him up or reference him or say anything about him because people have this kind of vision in their head for who Joe Rogan is. Uh, and a lot of times that includes being alt-right, it includes being racist or homophobic or just bigoted in general. And... Um, being like basically being kind of a gateway to the uh to, to all these horrible ways of thinking you know based on the people that he's had on his podcast and like the things that he's said people are you know especially on twitter there are a lot of people that take a look at joe rogan and say okay bad and anybody associate joe rogan bad joe rogan listeners bad all bad it's just, I think, too simplistic of a way to take it, especially because a lot of people that say that have never listened to Joe Rogan. So this was actually uh, tweeted by, I think it was some, I think it was a Bernie Sanders supporter. See, here I am watering down this Twitter user to just their uh, political belief, but um, he tweeted this clip from the Joe Rogan show, which I hadn't actually, or Joe Rogan experience, sorry, um, where... I thought it was interesting. The, the caption is, Joe Rogan is good. If you were in the presence of a woman who came over here from Guatemala and she's poor and she's starving and they're taking her baby away and she's wailing and uh. screaming from a primal, a primal place in her, her DNA that the one thing she loves more than anything is being taken away. A baby. Yeah. If, you, if that doesn't freak you the fuck out, you're not a part of the team, man. You're right. missing it. You're missing it. What's what are we here for? We're here for a hundred years of whatever. That's what we're here for. If you want to spend a hundred years saying, "Hey, she shouldn't have fucking broke the law," I'm I don't want you on the team. You're an asshole, right? And I don't give you I don't give a fuck if you're right or left. I don't care if you're yeah. religious or I don't care if you're an atheist. If that's what you support, you're an asshole, and we don't want you on our team. Okay, so but if you uh, agree with certain economic policies that I don't agree with and we could have a discussion about it, we could figure out why you agree and we could figure out why people are allowing all of this money to get into politics. Why are we allowing right. all these special interest groups and lobbyists to interfere with our laws and yeah. influence our, our, our politicians and, and create all this shit that we don't want? Well, here's the number one reason you can't just vote online. You can't just vote. It's not one person, one vote. Right. It's the electoral college, and there's a lot of checks and balances that are in place. It's all wonderful and groovy, but it's not giving the trust to the people. Right. The trust to the people that are they're informed, that they can make their own decisions, that more people should be able to make these decisions. But they're happening now. That 28-year-old girl 
who 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 won know, in New York, twenty eight year old That's it. Democratic socialist. Whether I agree with her or not, and I don't know if I do or don't. I bet I agree with her on a lot of things. I think education should be free. I think we should figure out a way. If we could pay for bombs, we could pay for schools. This, the, I think, the, this idea that everybody should have health care—it's a great idea. Who the fuck wants people to not be healthy? Who wants people to be hurt and not be able to fix it? Who wants? Do, do, are you really saying that struggling people should have to pay exorbitant amounts of money to get fixed when we could maybe? Chip in and help members of our right. team. That's stupid. Fill it up. Figure it out yourself. I had to. You got lucky, bitch. You got lucky. You don't have leukemia. You didn't break both your legs mm. when you were eighteen. Your parents are dead. Right. You got lucky, piece of shit. You, you, yeah. These are people on our team. And, and it cuts out there, but um, I, I mean, I think a lot of what he said is nuanced and sensible. And whether you directly agree with him or not. It's difficult to listen to that and still put him in a box and say, no, Joe Rogan, wholly bad, right? Um, I, but still, even with um, how substantive and wholesome I think what he just said is, I still just threw it in my bookmarks instead of liking or retweeting because <laughs> the caption is, Joe Rogan is good. And I feel like there are people on Twitter who will see that and be like, man. I can't believe I thought he was cool, but instead he's just another one of these Joe Rogan guys. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I being too, uh, too? Uh, am I assuming too much of the other people on Twitter? Should I even care? It's not like I'm popping off on Twitter. I've got <laughs> barely any followers, so uh, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe I should feel free to express these things. You know, it's just never been. I've never been the type of guy to like die on the hill for things that. Uh, you know, especially fanhood of celebrities has never been something that has made me uh, feel so strongly that I'm willing to lose friends over it or alienate myself, you know, but it, it feels like almost any expression of, um, you know, any sort of support for something, almost anything could result in being alienated. So I don't know if you're listening, tweet at me, you know, if you're on Twitter too, let me know what you think. Am I, am I being too, self-conscious about my uh, my Twitter experience because I've seen it backfire for people right we've all seen it like people get canceled on Twitter or whatever and not tweeting seems like a pretty sensible thing to do too um, so I don't know I mean I, I do tweet on occasion and it's usually something uh, benign and and or just directly promoting my podcast so um, I don't know I mean I hope that maybe somebody who's listening has never listened to Joe Rogan and is surprised by what they've heard uh, right there. I'm not trying to convince you to listen to Joe Rogan. I'm just saying, like, it's frustrating to be just cast aside because of perceived notions about somebody who you're actually, your perception is just uh, wrong uh, or just not as nuanced as it should be. Uh, but anyways, I'm getting caught up in this i'm gonna uh <laughs> move on and i'm scrolling down my twitter here i'm getting to some pretty old ones and okay i guess we'll, we'll do just this last one and i think i'll wrap things up there's uh this other twitter guy i guess i've been trash talking twitter this whole time let me say a couple positive things about twitter first off i think that my like real life friends like my mutuals on twitter are actually pretty cool for the most part and i enjoy interacting with them on a platform that's not totally 
saturated with people from my real life. You know, it's kind of nice to have that anonymity or a level of anonymity and freedom. Um, and also there are some great comedians that I have found like small time comedians from all over the place that Twitter is a platform for them and that's enabled me to see their stuff and it's, and I like it. So, you know, I got to give Twitter some credit for helping me find these people. Um, so one of them is this guy, Luke Mons or Mones, M-O-N-E-S. And he does these hilarious little like quick cuts where he pretends to be some character that, uh, is generally kind of (laughs) oblivious and, uh, silly. So this is the caption for this one is when your girlfriend runs into her friend and you're stuck with the other boyfriend. So you're uh, Casey's. Oh, and this is like a, uh, it's shot like a point of view kind of thing. So you're the camera in this case, and he's the um, other boyfriend who's talking to you. So you're uh, Casey's boyfriend, Lexi. You see the Joker? Heath or Joaquin? Three, two, one. Jared Leto. Nice. I'm a Leto guy. Sushi. Do you like it? Ah. Uh, Car horns, right? You drive? <laughs> See that? Used to be a building there. You like board games? I have this idea for Trivial Pursuit, but kind of porn. So they're close friends. I guess that makes us uh, friends in law. How about a hug? You got a calculator on you? How much a guy like you pull down a year? Ballpark it for me. Where'd you go to school? I went to Hogwarts. Just kidding. Just a big fan of the Harry Potter books. I actually did University of Phoenix, not online, but at the time I was told it was a real school. Take your time, we're good. I'm getting to know, uh, Chris. Chris, what's your favorite kind of weather? What do you think that is, huh? You think the city pays for something like that? Top TV guys, couple of TV guys, just jawboning. You, I love you. She's great. What's, how much do you weigh? You wanna like Google (laughs) debate topics or something? Yeah, I'm actually on an adult mock trial team, so. Would it surprise you to learn that I am 61 years old? I think it would be nice if men got periods too, because that would help explain all the bleeding that I'm getting. Not a sports guy, okay. Poetry. T.S. Eliot. Wait a minute. Is this where they shot Ghostbusters? I really feel like I'm wasting my life. Not with you, but in general. And with you. You a water guy? Me and a couple (laughs) buddies have a kind of underground fight club that we do. Love for you to tag along sometime. Honestly, I don't know you that well, but I think I'm. I think we're breaking up. <laughs> uh, he does all time. Like he, another good one he did was uh, the guy that shows up like early for the party. I'm wondering if that really worked. Because halfway through watching that, I was like, oh man, I wonder if this tracks <laughs> when it's just audio. Uh, I mean, it's not much to look at, but he does have some pretty funny facial expressions. Um, but okay, that is um, my bookmarks uh, down all the way back to early January. So, um, there you have it. I'm, uh, I think this went okay. I I think next time I might want to curate my bookmarks a little bit more before I I do this, but I kind of hope to do this again sometime in the future. Uh, because I, there's so much stuff on Twitter that I feel like I can't share or I don't want to take the risk on sharing, uh, because I don't know, it's too polarizing, you know, or I I feel like I won't have the nuance, but just talking it out loud here, I'm, I'm feeling like, Maybe I am a little too cautious, but I'd love to hear y'all's opinions. If uh, you know, if you think maybe I'm going a little bit too far in protecting my feed, because I mean, honestly, like comparing today, like my what I tweet now compared to years ago, like 
I never tweet, man. Like I, I just I keep it on the safe side. Like keep it about sports. Keep it about like I don't know jokes about the weather. Like ugh. so, and obviously promoting the podcast. So um, I I always feel bad when that's all I do is like week after week just retweeting the affable chat Twitter. So. I would like to be able to put some more content on Twitter. It's just I always feel like I'm going to do something stupid. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something I need to figure out myself. But something else we're figuring out is our next movie episode, which, as we said at the end of our last movie episode, it's going to be Parasite. Um, And this movie, it's going to be crazy because it's totally subtitles. And um, it'll be an interesting way to experience a, such a highly acclaimed movie. So keep a lookout for that. That'll be coming up. You can call our phone number, 833-600-CHAT, uh, 833-600-2428. It's a voicemail. You can leave us a message. You can say literally anything you want, and we'll play it on a future episode of the podcast and respond to it. So one more time, that's 833 833-600-2428, 833-600-2428 chat okay you can subscribe to us on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and um anywhere you get them especially itunes you can rate us five stars and leave a review that really helps expand our audience you can reach us on twitter and instagram at affable chat or send us an email affable chat at gmail.com check us out on youtube just search affable chat and that's going to do it for this somewhat experimental episode of Apple Chat off script for Apple Chat I'm Benjamin thanks for listening